This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Josh Heisman and New Hope Community Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. For more information, visit newhopechurchtn.org. Isaiah 9, verse 6. It's a prophecy of the coming of the Messiah. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. The season of Advent brings an anticipation of the coming of the Messiah. It is something that we look forward to. How many of you know that Christmas starts for a lot of people in April? (laughs) Doesn't it seem like every year? I mean, pretty much it's going to be like year-round. Uh, maybe we need to call some people out this morning. Who leaves your Christmas lights up all year? Anybody? Oh, wow. Counseling sessions are open on Tuesdays. No, I, I know some like leave their lights up. Who leaves their Christmas tree up and just changes the name? I, I knew Deborah did that. That's why I said that. All right. <laughs> Last week was the expectation of hope, and we lit the hope candle. This morning, uh, Sarah read some scripture for us, and we lit the candle, which is the preparation of peace. When we think of, of peace, we often associate it with, with being a calmness that is a calm that is around us. That everywhere that we look, there's peace. We want things to be at peace. Have you ever been in a place where there was chaos, and the chaos took away your peace, and then you lost your temper, and then you said something you didn't want to, I've never had that happen. Anyway, you know, when you think of things going on around us, maybe, maybe there's a raging storm that needs to be calmed. We want that to be at peace. Maybe there's a, a raging in our family. Maybe the thought of Christmas and Christmas meal with your family makes you go, and take a breath. Maybe there's an actual war happening between governments or between uh, the, you know, the things, if you watch the news, and uh, terrorist activity and things that goes on and, and there's not peace there and it's just, it's just so much destruction and things going on. And, and we think of peace as going, we want to bring those things all to an end. How can they all stop and just bring peace to all of us? And that's kind of what was in mind for a lot of people when they were anticipating the coming of the Messiah that first go-around. They thought the coming of the Messiah, that Prince of Peace that's on that Isaiah 9, 6 prophecy, Prince of Peace would mean that all of that, all of it would stop. Everything would be brought to an end and there would just be calm. Wonderful calm. We don't want there to be enemies. We don't want to have enemies. We don't want to have troubles. We just want things calm. Like a nice, beautiful little lake with just no wind or anything, just calm and beautiful and sunny, everything perfect. That's the kind of peace that we want. We beg for it today. When will we have peace? When will we all just get along? And this is something that's ingrained in each of us, and it's just kind of there, you know? And, you know, Christmas brings about those kind of things. And, you know, there's a question that a lot of us ask each other each Christmas. Hey, if you could have one Christmas wish... If you could have one thing, you know, what would you want for Christmas? And all of us have a, a bunch of, uh, of different answers. And I thought it'd be kind of interesting this morning. We have four sections and pews and things with people. Would anyone like to tell me what they would like to have this Christmas? Just raise your hand and uh, we'll have... Ronnie? Hold on, let me get a microphone. I didn't think I'd have anybody. 
raise her hand. All right. You did, no, 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 no. Let me, let me come. Yeah, if you could have one Christmas wish, what would you, what would you have? Um, I was thinking with the health issues I've gone through this year, maybe some less knee pain or something, but after listening to you, maybe something simple like world peace. <laughs> okay. World peace. So is Ron the only answer? <laughs> That's good. You kind of cover all things. Anybody else? None of this section. Lori. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me see. I don't know if I can reach over here, but yeah. Um, I think I agree with him after hearing you. Uh-huh. World peace. World peace. <laughs> All right. Not very creative here. Um, I think that'll probably be it yet. Yeah. Tim. Okay. Maybe, maybe you got something different than the first two. But we'll see what we got here. I was thinking world peace. <laughs> Are you all messing with me? Okay. All right. Well, we got one section. No, not, not Miss America. Melanie, yeah. I'd really like an iPhone 10. iPhone 10. There we go. Awesome. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Maybe world peace. <laughs> world peace. World peace it is, anybody. Okay. Y'all probably wrote that song with John Lennon. Think about it. World peace. We all want world peace. As Tony said, this is not the Miss America competition. Apparently it is to some of, uh, some of us here today. Because you can't go, well, I don't want world peace, right? Well, that's kind of how we view everything. The, the fact of the matter is we're able to kind of giggle a little bit about that because is there a hint of truth in those answers that, that we just received right there? That's, that's something people say, I want, I want world peace. In fact, I mentioned that little John Lennon song. I'm not going to tell you which one it is, but he has a line in it about imagining, but he says in there, to live in peace. Now that line's interesting because Jesus didn't come for us to live in peace. Jesus came so we would live at peace. Do you know the difference? Living in peace is when peace is all around you and everything is peaceful, everything is calm. We are living in peace. Jesus came so that we would be at peace in our hearts. So that the peace would not be from something that's affected from the outside. It would start in the inside of us and it would work its way out. Jesus puts us at peace. That's why he came. That's why he's the Prince of Peace for what he does in our hearts. Let's look at the Christmas story a little bit closer and and I'll kind of show you an example in Luke of where this really plays out. Luke chapter 2, it's verse 8 through 14. In the same region, region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. The angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. So here we have a group of shepherds who are out in this dark field, minding their own business. I bet you it was kind of calm. There's just some uh, 
sheep just out there eating, calm, baaing. Does anyone want to baa for me in the microphone this morning? This, okay, y'all are just, y'all are great. And then suddenly, now imagine if you were out in a dark field and someone who you didn't know, had no idea, appears. Would you be a little nervous and afraid? Now the angels, although we often look at them as beautiful and, and oh, majestic, all these, when this angel appeared to them, it says clearly in Scripture, they were filled with fear. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. Now, Old Testament, when we read that, we, we read about the glory of the Lord being where the presence of the Lord would come down and fill the temple. We, we read how, how, how wonderful that was. But this is a case where the glory of the Lord doesn't say it's shown around uh, just the angel. It's shown around them. They were in this moment. And then it says they were filled with with fear. It's not that there was all this craziness that was going on. They were filled from the inside out with terror. There's another translation that says, and they were terrified. Have you ever been so afraid that you got goosebumps and your hair stood on end on your arm? It's almost like the fear is trying to get out of your body. It's, it's just putting you so on edge. That's, that's how I view these shepherds when it says they were filled with fear. So much so that the angel recognizes it immediately and says, do not be afraid. For I bring you good news. The Greek translation for that word, the good news there is eugilion. And what that means is the gospel. So when that angel showed up, here's what that angel was saying. Do not be afraid, for I am bringing you the gospel. How cool is that? So you see, when you tell someone about Jesus, you tell someone about your relationship with Christ, and someone might go, you can respond to them as saying, don't be afraid, don't be nervous. Here's all I'm bringing, the gospel. And that's what that angel said to those shepherds right there in that moment. And we see clearly that whatever the Holy Spirit put on their hearts, whatever God did for them in that moment was powerful because they weren't terrified anymore. Because right after that, when he, he's, the angel says, good news, great joy, it's coming. The Messiah is going to be born. You'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. Right after that pronouncement is made, it says that thousands of angels filled the sky. We talked about that last Christmas. Almost like stars exploding into the sky at night. All of these thousands of angels start singing, hallelujah, glory to God in the highest, whatever, put a tune to it. They start singing it. And you don't see that the shepherds passed out in total fear. One angel scared them. Do you think thousands showing up would have been like, drop, hit the ground? But they weren't. They were at peace. That, that feeling of fear that they once had was gone. The angel's words that spoke to them. And then they said to themselves, we need to go find this baby. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. You know, Jesus talked about this peace. He talked about how believing in him and being a follower of him would put our hearts at peace. That even though everything around you, even if you find yourself in the midst of chaos, he's with you. And he told stories about it. He, he told parables about it. I mean, one of the, one of the most uh, well-known ones is the parable of the foolish builder. When Jesus said, the, the, the one who built, the one who heard these words of mine and built his house on the rock, 
So that when the rains came, when the storms came crashing, all of that stuff, his house stood. The one who hears my words and does not put them into practice, they're like the one who builds their house on the sand. The storm comes, the seas rage, all of that, and the house is knocked down. What do those two examples have in common? The storm's raging, the seas crashing, all of those things. Jesus didn't say, I came to bring you peace and to stop the storms. He said, I came to give you peace in the midst of the storm. And he can walk you through that. It starts from the inside and it works its way out. Some of you may have been in situations before where for, from the outside watching you, someone might have said to you, how are you so at peace? How are you getting through this? How, what's going on? And, and for the follower of Christ who, who says, it's, it's Jesus. There's no other way I could explain it except that Jesus has put my heart peace. I'm at peace. And it's such a, a powerful thing for us to see and to utilize. John MacArthur, a pastor, a well-known uh, pastor, uh, has a quote. I'm going to put it up on the screen for you. It, he says this, the biblical concept of peace does not focus on the absence of trouble. Biblical peace is unrelated to circumstances. It is a goodness of life that is not touched by what happens on the outside. The arrival of Jesus as the Prince of Peace meant that though the world might be crumbling, you can sing, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, and be at peace. And it doesn't matter what age you are, you're a young person, doesn't matter how much experience in life you have as an older person. Jesus brings that peace and assurance that when you are a follower of him, he can put your heart at rest. There's a, uh, a painting I came across this week as I was preparing this message. I had some other things that I was going to say and bring out of scripture, and then I came across this painting, and I wanted to show it to you because I thought it was so cool. And some of you may have seen this before. It's from an artist, a painter named Jack Dawson. And anyone who has movie trivia knowledge, I just want you to know it's not Leonardo DiCaprio's character from Titanic. <laughs> this is a real guy. Jack Dawson, he has done a bunch of paintings uh, for taking scriptures and interpreting them in, in painting form for himself, and then whoever sees it can look at it. And I wanted to show this painting to you. This painting is called Peace in the Midst of of a storm. I'm going to put this first one up for you, and I just want you to look at it. Just, just take it in for a moment, and I'm not going to do a, a microphone or anything here, but, but uh, for someone who hasn't seen this painting before, tell me, someone from this section, what's the first thing in the picture that, that popped out to you? What? The lightning. So we have the storm happening off in the distance. What's another thing that pops out to you immediately? Say it louder. Waterfalls. Waterfalls. Those are the things that popped out to me too. I saw the lightning, I saw the storm in the distance, I see the waterfalls and all those things. So, so Mr. Dawson, I really appreciate your painting. How could you call this peace in the midst of a storm? So we zoom in to the next picture and we see this. Now it's pixelated and has some issues here, but I got a little laser pointer. Right there, there's a dove in a nest amongst the waves. Amongst the water crashing down, amongst, amongst the storm in the distance, we see a peaceful dove sitting there. 
It's very interesting because I thought, well, that is, that's cool. That really does depict because of all that noise and all the things going around at the dove. Is there a piece? And maybe that's interesting itself. But then I looked even closer and I saw this. Now, I got the laser pointer here. I'm going to outline this for you. This mountain almost looked like it's carved into the head like a beast with a mouth. And the dove is right underneath it, right there, and this beast is coming across as if to attack the dove in the midst of this storm. But what do you see over the beast? Over the enemy that's trying to come and attack the dove so the dove can be at peace because the cross is over what is coming to attack. Very cool. Ah, but there was one more thing that as I looked a little bit closer, I thought, that's cool. Let's, let's see this. What do you see? The face of Jesus in the rock. So we have Jesus here who's looking out over the dove in the storm as the waves are crashing down, as the storm is coming, as the beast is coming, Jesus watches over the dove. So let's pull it back and look at the whole picture again. And now, you can see it all in one piece. And what Jack Dawson was displaying in a painting called Peace in the Midst of a Storm. It's pretty powerful. That is a skill I do not have to be able to do that I so appreciate it. You can just let, look, look at that just for a moment and kind of take that in. And what does that painting perhaps mean to you this morning when you think of peace? As you prepare your heart for peace in this season of Advent, in this Christmas season, what does the coming of the Messiah mean to you? We can run around stores and think we have to buy all the presents. We've got to make sure that our Christmas music is playing at the right time. We've got to make sure we have the lights up and all of those things. But what does the preparation of peace and the coming of the Messiah mean to you? Does he give you peace in the midst of a storm? If you feel chaotic and you feel rushed and you feel like all those things are affecting you, take a moment today, maybe go out of the service and just make that your prayer. Jesus you came because you are the Prince of Peace. Fill my heart with that peace that I know you, only you, can bring. John 14, verse 27, Jesus said this before he went to the cross. No, not before he went to the cross. He just says, he said, peace I leave with you before he went. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. I pray that Jesus and the anticipation of his birth would bring you peace in this season. That you would just take a breath, relax, and know that he is God. And that his coming changed it all for us. Jesus had peace. He knew peace. He was and he is peace. His coming inviting invited all of us who would believe to know that peace. He said, peace I give you. 
His coming meant that in moments when we feel most afraid, most out of control, unsure of what may lie ahead in our futures, when all of those things, when all of those things come against us, Jesus says, come to me, hang on, and grab a hold of peace. One story I want to share with you that uh, involves one of my, my children, and I'm not going to tell you, it's one of my boys, I'm not going to tell you who it is, I don't want to embarrass him. Um, when they were small, uh, one of, when one of them was small, uh, he was asked to be a ring bearer at a wedding uh, of my sister-in-law. And uh, the ceremony was in this large, beautiful church in, uh, on the north side of, of downtown Chicago. And, and it had, uh, I mean, just one of those picturesque, traditional, beautiful churches that you would walk into with a long aisle going down the middle. And, and he's the ring bearer, and it was full on both sides. Of, of people. Uh, and so he has the job of carrying the pillow, and he's, he's got to walk with the flower girl and, and do that whole thing. And so I was, uh, Sarah was in the wedding party itself. I was doing a song, so I was up on the, the front pew, and uh, our little boy had to make this walk. Now, I don't know if you've ever done that or if you remember doing that as a two or three year old. That's intimidating. And so our little boy had this pillow, and it was time to go, and he, he was making it, and we're watching him, and everyone's going, oh, that's so cute. And he hit that first pew, and he wasn't going anywhere else because everybody's eyes went and looked at him. And I think in that moment, he probably felt like the shepherds, and he was filled with fear, and he was terrified. And you could see it all over him. And as a parent, I was watching from the front. Sarah was standing up there and thinking there's nothing she could do. And I was just thinking, what do we do? He's not going to come up here, you know. And so what was probably only just a few seconds for me felt like 20 minutes. I got up from the pew and I walked to the end of the aisle just like this. And I, I went to down to my knee and I looked like that all the way down the long aisle. And he was looking at all the people and all the people, and then he saw me. And he took off running. <laughs> took off running down the pews. All of the people who were looking at him before who had terrified him and filled him with fear, none of that mattered anymore because who was he running to? Dad. So I just held my arm like that, and he jumped, grabbed him. Everyone went, and the credits to the movie rolled and it was awesome that is a picture of the peace that Jesus brings to us it's not saying that hey I can't take the crowd away I can't, I can't do this not I can't I'm not going to but here I am run to me and when we prepare our hearts for, for peace and the coming and anticipation of the Messiah, that's what it, it was all about. Love came down, opened his arms, said, I'm here for you. Run to me. Thank you for listening. For more information and additional resources, visit our website at newhopechurchtn.org. Also check us out on Facebook, iTunes, Instagram, and Twitter.